All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely. The expert on the line with us is Walt Sukera, who's a managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. Well, I tell you, Walt, we're living in historic times, and every time I think of the market right now, that old quote from the Betty Davis movie, All About Eve, comes to my mind where she's walking up the stairs and says, fasten your safety belts, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Well, we got our belts fastened. When do we deploy the airbags there, Walt? <laughs> it, it's going to be a bumpy ride, that's for sure, Bob. 2022... Uh, has started out um, difficult, and um, there's there's a lot to battle through this year. Um, uh, last week, the stock market obviously was affected by a significant rise in oil prices. We saw oil uh, jump 25% for the week. We're at $115 a barrel on oil. Um, that's a very high level. Uh, we haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, so we, we saw the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week fell 443 points off 1.3%. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index is off 7.5% year-to-date. Uh, the S&P 500 was off 55 points, also off 1.3% for the week, and sits down about 9.2% year-to-date. The NASDAQ had a rough week, off 381 points, off 2.8%. And the NASDAQ now, year-to-date, is off 14.9%. And even the small and uh, mid-cap stocks measured by the Russell 2000 saw about a 40-point drop in that index, off 2% for the week, and sit down 10.9%. The only industry that we really saw do well last week was was the energy industry, uh, which, which you know, we would assume uh, with prices rising like they have, we saw a big drop in financials off almost 5% for the week. Uh, technology continues to get hit off 3% for the week. Um, consumer discretionary is off 26 in light of even some good earnings reports uh, from a lot of retail companies. So I, I think the focus, uh, Bob, is obviously on the geopolitics, the international situation with the war in Ukraine and um, you know, we, we have other headwinds with inflation and, you know, an impending uh, midterm election coming up. So a lot, a lot of things on the table as we look through the balance of 2022. And we, as you say, we cannot uh, discourse, discard the impact of the war in Europe, the Russian war on Ukraine. Uh, it's a very, very complicated situation. Now, we know that Russia is no longer an old gas station masquerading as a country. There are some very significant consequences when you disrupt the economies of two countries at war, and then we put on the sanctions 
for all the other countries against Russia. That means a lot of goods will not be coming out of Russia that other countries have been using all this time. What do you see as the significance of all these disruptions, which may go on for some time? Bob, well, you know, again, we can only evaluate what we know. There's a lot of things we don't know uh, that are going to happen as as this conflict continues. I mean, it's horrifying. It's just uh, heartbreaking, you know, watching everything that's going on. Uh, the visuals are very disturbing to, to watch as we turn on our TVs or social media. Uh, but if we think about it, you know, the GDP of Ukraine and Russia add up to about 3% of the world's gross domestic products. So when you think about it, Ukraine is about the size of Nebraska, which is our 35th uh, you know, largest economy as far as states go. Uh, they have a GDP of about $156 billion. Uh, Russia, you know, entering this uh, this conflict was about the size of Florida at $1.48 trillion, which, again, is our fourth largest state. Uh, just to give some perspective, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Russia, as you talked about, is a, has a big impact on energy, um, oil production, gas production, as well as the EU's electricity grid. You know, they, they definitely have some impacts there. Um, and also the countries together have a big impact on on food supplies. So when you think about things like sunflower oil, 60% of the world's production, you know, wheat, 30% of the world's production, uh, there's definitely some impacts here. So uh, it's, it's, you know, again, we can evaluate these. Uh, we, we look through the investments we own and, and we see how these, these disruptions uh, may impact the individual investments that we have. And that's what we can control, Bob. And, and then we just have to kind of sit back and see, you know, how this conflict evolves and, and you know, other, other things that happen as we go forward. So let's look at some of these individual situations like uh, the price of oil. Of course, anything, anytime something happens in the world, the price of oil goes up, and this is certainly a, a real event that is uh, concerning people all over the world. So the oil is now $115 a barrel, highest since 2014. We can see the impacts locally as gas is going up about 30 cents a gallon, about 380 as I was riding in today at most gas stations. But now we're concerned about possible shortages in the gas lines again. Is that going to be a reality? It could, it could, Bob. I mean, there's definitely a disruption. There's going to be shortages. Uh, we, we, you know, again, I think at the initially when the conflict started, uh, when the war started, I think the market reacted positively because it seemed like we were going to hold back on some of the sanctions uh, as far as oil, uh, that we might even continue to take oil. And it seems like all that has changed rapidly in a week. Um, you know, a lot of companies are pulling out uh, the largest shipper in the world, uh, Marisk has uh, decided to, you know, stop shipments uh, coming out, you know, taking their ships in and out of Russia. Uh, so, you know, I think the disruption has changed very quickly. Again, a lot of these situations are very fluid and dynamic, uh, so we have to continue to look at that. It's obviously impacted oil prices, gas prices, and, you know, again, if we, we think about oil, uh, extremely important uh, commodity, you know, it's Oil itself, Bob, you know, people, I think, don't understand. It's uh, it's a product that we think about as far as gasoline. But when you look at a barrel of oil, only about 19 gallons of, of gasoline come out of a barrel of oil and about four gallons of jet fuel. And then there's so many products that rely on oil. Um, I could start listing products from here till next Sunday, and we wouldn't get through them all. You know, solvents, inks, upholstery, bicycle tires, motorcycle helmets, 
uh, you know, purses, basketballs, petroleum jelly, golf bags. I mean, everything you're probably looking at in front of you has some probably some oil that's needed in the production of that product. So uh, oil is extremely important. It has widespread impacts. And again, in this inflationary environment, that makes things very difficult. Now, another news uh, about the inflation, uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell made some comments last week indicating that a quarter percent rise in the interest rates are probably likely to be uh, implemented by the end of, of March. But we've talked about the importance of the Fed and their position on interest rates uh, versus the reality of soaring inflation even before the war. Now, what about now? What do you think the position of the Fed will be with the war in Ukraine? I think balanced, Bob, and, and very transparent. You know, Federal Reserve uh, Chairman Powell has done an amazing job through the pandemic, I think, to calm markets and to be transparent. And I, I liked one statement he said last week. He said that the Fed will be nimble and will take care to add to financial stability. So I think, you know, yes, inflation's there. Yes, interest rates probably need to rise. We know the Fed's behind the curve. However, you know, financial stability and being nimble are, are, I think, you know, words, rhetoric that's being used to say, you know, the Fed will reserve options. So if we get, you know, more volatile markets, I think the Fed will do what it needs to do to calm markets down and to put confidence back into the financial system. And that allows me to sleep at night a little bit better. Now, rolling back to the uh, other worldwide crisis we've been fighting for two years, uh, covid uh, of course, there's very little news about COVID because the news of the war has blown out everything else but the new war news. But from what we understand, when you can get some news about COVID, it seems that uh, the threat is literally fading. Now, people are returning to their traditional workplaces. Uh, jobs numbers, of course, came out last week, looked better than expected. Now, are we are we done with COVID at this point? Watching the president's address, it looked like all the politicians decided right before that address that the COVID was completely over because they all went into the uh, the speech without masks. But uh, yeah, Bob, I think that we have seen the worst of COVID. Um, I think that you know we 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 know that it's something that will probably continue to be there as we go forward. But I, I think the the big battle that we had is subsiding, and it seems like we're going back to some normalcy. Uh, which uh, is is reflected, as you said, in a lot of statistics, including jobs, you know, people going back to work, which, again, adds a little bit of confidence uh, as far as the recovery coming out of the pandemic. We're talking to Walt Sakira on Invest Wisely here on the Advice Line. Walt is the managing partner of the AKW Group, who invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks in their own custom-made portfolios. If you have any questions about uh, what Walt does and how AKW Group does their thing, give us a call at 330 673 one two three four or on wnr.com 800-669-4100 uh, type with the trends and insights part of the program uh, walt does a lot of research during the week and uh, looks at a lot of interesting factoids that come out and uh, one of them again going back to covid now dealing with the with the long-term impacts of covid uh, in the united kingdom the journal of the lancet child and adolescent health shows that it took a generational toll Across the world, about over 5 million children lost a parent, a grandparent, or a caregiver during the uh, COVID epidemic. That alone is going to have, once more, long-term effects on the, on the world, on society, and eventually on the economy. Absolutely, Bob. I mean, there's so many trends that we're just really starting to understand. Um, I think, you know, COVID will have impacts for years and years to come. 
And, uh, you know, this is a really sad one. You know, when you think of adolescence, you know, the importance of, uh, you know, parents and grandparents and caregivers to see that amount of deaths globally, um, you know, it has major impacts. Uh, And when you think about the impacts on children as far as uh, development and educational and jobs and things that, you know, you hope children have the right uh, mentors to lead them forward in life so they can become productive members of society and and add, you know, economically to society. And, and you know, so, so there's a lot of impacts that uh, we're going to see, uh, you know, as we go forward. And it'll be something that we really have to pay attention to to understand how that's going to impact, uh, impact a lot of industries and sectors and companies and uh, workforces around the world. Now, researchers at the University of Michigan have come out with a study that says having a pet can prevent a mental decline. Owning a cat or a dog or a hamster or a rat or whatever has shown positive impacts in this study for the aging population. It really has, Bob. And we saw a lot of people buying pets through the pandemic again. We'll talk about that again. Uh, Pet ownership is at incredible highs. And, uh, you know, it makes us think a lot about investments, you know, and and where we can benefit, you know, from from this type of change. Uh, You know, when you look at things like Petco or Zoetis or, you know, some companies that we've talked about quite frequently here on the show, um, it seems to me that pet ownership is uh, a way that's going to drive some economic uh, progress and and there's money being spent. And, you know, a lot of people look at their pets very much like their kids. And uh, so, again, trends that I think can can lead to some profits uh, with the right type of investments. Of course, the pet, though, never grows up and never goes to college, which uh, makes them far more desirable than children <laughs> at points. Creates a little less problems for you sometimes, <laughs> too, Bob. I've had pets, and I have four kids, and I can tell you the pet's a little little less problematic. <laughs> it's time now for Stock Talk with Walt Sakara with the AKW Group. We're going to talk about specific stocks that you might want to call in and ask about at 330-673-1234. Give us a call. you got a stock that you own or you're following or you'd like to own or just want to find out more about it. Walt can uh, give you some information right now on the program, 330-673-1234. With all this going on in the world, all this going on in the market, so if you make any any uh, changes in the portfolios that, that you manage, what are you doing with those? Yeah, Bob, um, in our most aggressive portfolio, our small mid-cap portfolio, we, we raised a significant amount of cash uh, going back now, you know, almost to, you know, to the beginning of the year. We started raising cash and you know, we have about 30, 30% cash in that portfolio, which allows us to take advantage of uh, some of the drops <clears throat> that we've seen. Uh, we're definitely looking to reallocate uh, to areas that it makes sense. We did, in our large cap portfolio, uh, take a position in, in some oil, uh, energy uh, stocks, which we'll talk about. And so, yeah, we're, we're definitely, you know, always looking to improve the portfolios to make the small changes that we can to optimize, to, uh, you know, to add value. So for, for us, it's always looking for our best ideas and making sure we're making the changes to that our portfolios reflect our best ideas um, each and every day. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure on WNIR. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. So the uh, question I have on that um, that I've been investing in right now is, and what I wanted to get some feedback on is Intel, um, as we have the situation with China and Taiwan, and as chip makers are like Intel, the CEO said that, you know, he apologized, he dropped the ball, and that 
they are going to, you know, invest in building manufacturing back here in the in the U.S. They just signed that multi-billion dollar contract with the state of Ohio where they're building the new facility north of uh, Polaris Mall. And um, so I wanted to get some insight on that. And then the, the, and the second question is on the, the chips that they were going to be making. They're, they could be measured by nanos um, measurements. I, I, I forget the word, but there's only one company in the world that makes this chip, which, here, let me look at my stock. Uh, the stock uh, number uh, is ASML. And I bought into that, and it's, it's dropped quite a bit, over $200 a share. It's gone down. And I can't understand why this one company that is the only company in the world that makes this chip, why their stock is decreasing so fast. Those are the two questions I have. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, good questions. Uh, first on Intel, we like Intel. It's a part of our core equity portfolio. It's been there for years. Uh, we surely wouldn't take it out here. We think that, uh, as you mentioned, the potential disruptions with Taiwan Semiconductor, which is the largest um, manufacturer of microchips in the world, uh, you know, definitely exists. You know, based on the unrest and the issues going on uh, over in in that part of the world, I, I think that Intel, you know, has really reinvented itself. Uh, they are uh, building some foundries in Arizona and in, in Ohio, as you mentioned. Uh, just, a, I think, a solid company uh, with great technology, a world leader, and again, good dividend here. Um, your dividend uh, rate has grown uh, for the last seven years. They, they've increased the dividend uh, share buyback. So again, we like Intel, uh, you know, quite a bit here. Um, as far as uh, AS, ASML, um, you know, basically, I think a lot of that had to do with valuation. Uh, the drop off, I think, a lot of people again, when you look at chips. Um, yeah, there, there's a, a unique opportunity there, but if you look at the stock, even with the sell-off, it's still trading at over 40 times, near 40 times earnings. Uh, when it got up into the $895 range, I think a lot of that was the speculation, the excess. The you got to pay attention to valuations. Valuations, sometimes stocks can get ahead of themselves. It, it doesn't make it a bad company. It's still a great company, but you have to differentiate between a great company and a great stock. And there's two components we look at. We look at financial power. ASML has incredible financial power. You look back at the last four quarters, extremely strong as far as revenue growth, earnings growth. Uh, but then you, the other component is valuation. And relative valuation, intrinsic valuation, you have to have some perspective on what a company's worth. And um, it might have just got a little bit ahead of itself. Long term, you know, probably is still a pretty good holding. Uh, but again, uh, probably reflecting more of the current value is more of a fair price at this point. So I, I, how do I find out what the valuation of a company is? Well, they, I mean, techniques, you know, for us, I mean, this is something I spent 30 some years of my career doing. Um, we look at all the different relative valuations, price to earnings, price to sales, price to book, price to cash flow. I mean, those are easy metrics to look at. Intrinsic valuation is looking at cash flows and putting it into some kind of a financial model. Uh, there's companies that do this for you out there that have like an intrinsic value calculation that you can purchase and look at. Um, I have some spreadsheets that I've created over the years that I, it allows me to, you know, get some semblance of testing some of those numbers and making sure that I believe in them. So that's, 
that's just experience and time, but, you know, those are the two things I look up. Um, you know, go back and look at the intelligent investor, Graham Dodd and Warren Buffett, uh, I think Aswath Demodian, he's a professor at New York Stearns, uh, has some really good books on valuation. Uh, he has a book called The Little Book of Valuation, which at least it'll lead you down the path of understanding how important valuation is and what people in our industry really spend a lot of time thinking about. So, and I, I don't mean to keep you on. I, I, so, I have a portfolio. I don't have anybody managing it because... I have done that in the past where they were charging me lots of money for, you know, but I don't think they were fiduciary. And I was like, you know what? I've lost tons of money and I could have lost that money on my own. Now I'm paying somebody to lose the money for me. What could your group do for me and how do I contact you? Give us a call. And, uh, yeah, everybody, there's a lot of people that do it, a lot of people that do it wrong. Um, again, you know, I spent 30-some years of my career trying to figure out how to do it right. Uh, we have a, a great group of clients that we work for, and uh, we'd be happy to share the processes and, the, and the, you know, what we've set up over a long period of time that we employ every day. So you just give us a call at the office, 234-466-7476, ask for Walt, and we'll spend some time talking. Okay. Now, are you a fiduciary group? Absolutely. Okay. okay thank you for calling. Good call here on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air with Walt Secura. Morning. I wondered, uh, where's Milton Friedman when we, we need him, Walt? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question, Ken. Wouldn't you love to be able to get a half-hour show with him to hear what he thinks about this uh, printing all this money and inflation? I wonder, does Baird Research, are they... Uh, did they ever put out a uh, bottom uh, forecast or anything? There's several uh, talking heads that I like real well uh, said, "Oh, we got a he's going all in next week and all that." I think he's crazy, but <clears throat> there's on the 52-week low list. Boy, there's a lot of impressive companies making 52-week lows. But uh, any more thoughts on that RH? It uh, Friday at 3:30, I kind of eased in a little when it when it went down to 360, but uh, it says that Warren Buffett, that's one of the stocks he would die with. He, he said he, he'd buy his own stock and he'd buy RH, because I think Berkshire Hathaway originally was a furniture company. That Berkshire Hathaway was a big furniture company in Omaha. So any further comments on RH? Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple of things there. First of all, let me comment on Baird. Baird has some incredible intellectual intelligence. Um uh, one thing I wanted you to know and all listeners to know, we have a firm called Strategis, uh, which is a Baird company. Uh, some of the big picture stuff that they put out, we can provide, um, you know, and it's free of charge. Uh, so, you know, give us a call and get on that list and let, you, let us send you some of that information. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's impeccable research. You see a lot of those guys on a lot of the shows talking. Um, they're sought after, and they do some incredible big picture work. And and as far as RH, yeah, we took a position in our uh, women's leadership portfolio. We like RH a lot. Um, you know, again, you just look at uh, consumer spending. I don't think it'll be impacted as much. Uh, people that buy this furniture, it's very high-end furniture, Ken. Um, you know, I priced out a sofa. They have this cloud sofa, um, $30,000 for a sofa. So, oh, you know, you, 
<laughs> I didn't buy it, obviously, but I mean, you know, they they make some really high end stuff. I don't know if you've ever been into one of their locations uh, around their, us. Where's their location? A, have any idea? My wife yeah, asked me that. Yeah, there's a showroom up in Legacy Park. Um, they have, uh, you know, a, a showroom there. Take a drive up there and check it out. Legacy Village yeah. up there and uh, Lyndhurst. But yeah, it's a it's a solid company. Great return on investment capital. Uh, well managed and and a stock that we really like, especially at these prices. Okay, well, you guys have a good week. Thank you. All right, Ken. There's one so far, you're not going to be eating pizza on. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Now, well, in, in this kind of crisis we're having with Ukraine and the other issues going on, there are going to be some industries and some stocks that don't do well. How do you tactically and strategically position your portfolios to uh, try to grab those stocks? Well, Bob, I think, again, this is where you got to think for yourself, have some common sense, and, and really, you know, make some, make some tough decisions. But for us this week, you know, we, but we took a position in ExxonMobil. It's an old friend of mine. Um, I've owned it at various times in my career. Um, you know, there's been a shift in sentiment, I think, in the U.S. So with the crisis that's going on. And I think uh, everybody was really down on fossil fuels and, you know, and energy in general. And I think that we've seen a shift in sentiment here. And I, I, even Manchin, you know, a Democrat from West Virginia, was talking about, you know, our, our production of oil and, you know, how maybe we went too far to the other side on the progressive movement. But, you know, Exxon is a strong company in its own right. They, uh, they're, you know, not very politically correct from trying to play the the word of the day. You know, they they've stayed very close to the oil and gas production. Um, you know, strategically, they're they're there. They have a, a strong dividend, 39 years of dividend increases, uh, trades at a reasonable valuation, and again, a company that's going to benefit greatly uh, from the higher oil prices and from the disruption and the shift. Uh, so that so that's what we do, Bob. You know, we just look for our best ideas. You know, we continue to sort through what we own and figure out if we continue to want to own it or if there's something better that makes more sense and. Uh, we make small shifts in the portfolios, which make huge differences at times. Now, of course, this is a tough year for, for you and your team. Uh, what are the other challenges that you face, and how is your team doing for, for facing them as we go through this uh, unusual year? Well, I think our team is just very seasoned, Bob, and, you know, we're, we're there for, for our clients. You know, it's not about us. It's about the clients that we serve. Um, the word fiduciary was used earlier, you know, uh, we have a very high standard on communication and, and making sure we're taking care of our clients and doing the right things. And I, I think, yeah, it's it's tough, you know, when the, when the markets are going down and values are going down. You know, I feel this pain is as great as anybody, you know, and I I, I understand uh, what people are thinking and how they're feeling. And you know, we try to do a lot to help mitigate uh, some of that pain that they're going through. But uh, this is temporary. Uh, it's it's not a permanent condition. We know there's a lot of resilience in the market. Uh, there was a research by Ned Davis Research that evaluated 50 crisis events, and you know we've gotten through every one of those. Uh, you know we live in the greatest country in the world, and uh, even though we have moments of challenge, uh, we we have always rose above it. And the stock market is a perfect reflection of that ability to rise above. Uh, so again, we look for great ideas that have value. Um, and we make sure that we're invested in the right places, and that's what we'll continue to do, you know, each and every day. 
As uh, Walt mentioned, of course, they are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company. As he said, they have access to all the intellectual capital that Baird can provide, including uh, services about estate planning, uh, tax reviews. This is, a, of course, income tax time. A lot of folks will need some advice on that. They provide all this for their clients, uh, retirement advice, Roth conversion advice, Social Security advice, uh, that with all the other things they have together with the access to the Robert W. Baird Company makes them a, really a full-service investment firm will once again investing their clients money individually owned stocks in their custom-made portfolios you can find out more about that by going uh, to the website which is www.akronwealth.rwbaird.com b-a-a-b-a-i-r-d or you can call them locally too at their fairlawn office 234-466-7476 it's walt secure and his team in akron in pennsylvania call them at 412 412- Four eight zero five zero nine zero in Washington, Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh. But again, the local number here in Akron, 234-466-7476. So, Walt, hard to say what's going to happen next week. That is, Bob. We'll continue to watch the, develop, the developments. And uh, we got a couple companies reporting some economic uh, data. And again, we just pray for a resolve uh, over what's happening over in Europe. Once again, give him a call, 234-7476 for Walt Secura and the gang there at the the, uh, uh, AKW Group. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. ASM Lithography, Holding NV, symbol ASML. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. RH Inc., symbol RH. Petco Health and Wellness Company Inc., symbol WOOF. Exxon Mobil Corporation, symbol XOM, and Zoetis Inc., symbol ZTS. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Petco Health and Wellness Company, Inc., WOOF, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Petco Health and Wellness Company, Inc., symbol WOOF, in the past 12 months. Barrett makes available to its clients various distinct products and services, and there are important differences between those services and duties and obligations owed to clients and connections with provisions of those services. Barrett and your Baird Financial Advisor do not act as fiduciaries, nor in a fiduciary duty owed to a client when providing certain products and services. For more information about the products and services Baird makes available, as well as the duties and obligations Baird and your Baird Financial Advisor may have to you in connection with the provision of the products and services, please contact your Baird Financial Advisor.